I like this. It gives you a countdown before you actually start recording, which is really nice. So I was listening to um, Mr. Neely Fuller Jr. today, and I started to hear something at the very end of a video that's on YouTube, and it's called Neely Fuller Jr. Cartoon Series 4. And at uh, one hour and three minutes in, I heard something that I wanted to share with you all. And I didn't finish hearing all of it because I wanted to share listening to it with, with my audience. So here we go. Things about you. I'm going to do something to you. You better apologize. 
So I wanted y'all to hear that. Um, that gives you a lot to think about, huh? Gives you a lot to think about when you are looking for things outside of yourself. That's something. When you know better, you got to do better. I know I've been listening to, to um, Mr. Fuller quite a bit here lately, and I've been wanting to get him on um, my show not him personally but getting something on my show that he says that's very valuable and I still encourage you guys to go to producejustice.com and order all three of his books um, I, I tell you what when you listen to somebody and I was trying to think to myself today I said why is it that I really enjoy listening to him and it's because I really enjoy people who give you something to think about and who are actually helping you become a better person um, I like the his delivery because he's not demeaning He's not chastising you. He's not making you feel less than. Um, he's very logical. Doesn't argue. Doesn't try to make you see his point. Doesn't try to get you to understand what he's saying. Doesn't make you think that what he's saying is the gospel. I really enjoy people that talk like this. And <clears throat> I have a struggle within myself to be able to talk where I'm logical and not emotional. Um, I know that <clears throat> I'll never stop being emotional because that's just the person that I am. But I can control it and be more logical with things than just emotional. Because sometimes what's good for you, you're not always going to be happy with. And... What's not good for you, you're going to love it and you're going to think it's the best thing in the world. So being logical in that way is the best. And I think it's easier for me to go through this change than a lot of other people because I don't have an addicting personality. Now, I may have problems with dealing with my emotions and understanding that I am an emotional eater. When I'm stressed, I eat. So the first thing I go to is something to eat. When I start getting worried about something or when I feel like something's not really going to work out right, I start eating. Um, it really bothered me when I first started fighting for Michael because I didn't know where this was going to lead me. I, didn't, I was really afraid of being out there in the public eye because that, I'm not that type of person to want people to be drawn to me or to talk to people that other folks would see as being like um, 
the best thing since sliced bread, I should say. Like a lot of these celebrities and things like that. I don't want to be connected with anybody like that because I don't want people to think, I don't want that to spill over to me, you know. And, um, because I just don't, I'm, I'm just not that type of person. I don't want, I want to be able to reach people in a way to where it's going to help them and to where they can figure out what their gift is here on this earth and that they use it. Um, <clears throat> I've been thinking about several things lately about um, some projects that I want to start up. I've been saying I want to paint and I haven't gotten, I haven't picked up a paint and a paintbrush yet. Um, I've been getting tips from somebody else um, that I've talked to about painting about the canvas. The canvases can be quite porous. And so I remember somebody else telling me what to do with porous canvases. But I totally forgot what they said. And then she started telling me and I was like, kind of like, oh yeah, I remember somebody talking to me about that, but I don't remember what they said. So I'm trying to lock in my brain what she said. I can always ask her again though. So, you know, I hope that, you know, you guys are helped by that, you know, three minutes of information um, in some way, shape or form. I would highly encourage that people listen to his, um, I don't know what to call it, commentary or interactions with the with, with black community, people from the black community. They do call in um, on the radio show and they ask him questions and he answers them and um, He's very patient. Um, he's very kind. Most of all, very logical. Very, very logical. He doesn't get into arguments with people over the phone. and He's already got it set where when people call, they already know how to call in. Um, and people have to be reminded every, every now and then, but for the majority of the people that I've heard call in, they have been right on cue with what he's asked. Um, and I appreciate that because my mother always told me, you have to teach people how to treat you. Um, and I'm not saying that that's what that is, but it's kind of like you, if you want somebody to get to know you, and you want to have a conversation with this person, you have to tell them what, you know, what engages you, what doesn't engage you. Like some people like to joke and laugh all the time. Other people are serious like myself. And so if you're talking to me and you're a laughing, joking type person, then I would advise that you get into a serious mode when you're discussing things with me. But if you're playing and you're laughing and you're teasing me and I'm not that type of person to want to do that in conversation, um, then it's probably best that we don't talk to each other. Um, but um, I'm a person that likes to have conversation to solve things, not to entertain myself or to create havoc or to start an argument. I like to solve things. 
And if I feel like an argument is getting started, I always put a halt to it and say, look, you said what you said. I said what I said. The conversation is over with. We're not going to drag this into an argument. It's not going to be a long discussion. So um, that's just the type of person I am. And, um, you know, if, if I don't know, I've, once somebody once, once told me, they said, um, you're supposed to argue because arguing, I'm just, I'm thinking to myself, arguing solves nothing. You don't get anywhere arguing. You have discussions about things. And I like how um, Mr. Neely Fuller Jr., he talks about in some of his, um, I want YouTube videos, he talks about um, questions and answers. And you guys will have to go and listen to some of his videos and how he talks about how important questions and answers are and how you can um, use questions and answers to help solve things. So without putting words in his mouth or without, what, without saying things that are not correct, um, just go and listen to him. I highly recommend you go and listen to him. Highly, highly, highly. Because um, I have not found a person yet that I enjoy listening to every single day. Because a lot of these different people that are on here talking on YouTube, a lot of black people don't have the discipline. They don't have the wisdom. <coughs> they don't have the knowledge to bring forth solutions like uh, Mr. Neely Fuller does. Now, I know he's a human being as well as all of us. We all make mistakes. We all have our own ways of doing things. And I know that I'm not oblivious to it. I don't think Mr. Neely Fuller Jr. is perfect. But I think he is very close to a person that you would want to sit down and learn from, literally. And there are not very many people his age this day that you would actually want to sit down and really listen to. Um, so I thank God for that and I appreciate um, Mr. Neely Fuller Jr. for extending himself. And, you know, he could have just kept all of this knowledge to himself. He could have kept all this wisdom to himself and said, hey, they can, people, black people can just do what they do what they need to do and learn on their own. And, you know, he could say, you know, screw it and live his life and teach his family all these, all these things. But he comes out of his own life to, to give us all of this knowledge. And he's not chastising us. He's not belittling us. He's not making us feel small. He's not degrading us. Um, I think that this is... Um, people really need to... Really need to grasp onto this. Even if you don't live by everything that he says. A lot of stuff that he says makes sense. And he puts a lot of the confusion to rest when you're thinking about certain things in life. And also, some things that he says that may make you feel like, mm, you know, you really got to come to terms with, with yourself on certain things and dealing with this world and how this world is 
and what black people are going through. You really got to come to terms with it. And I know sometimes some of the things he says, I can see some people thinking, well, um, he keeps saying the same thing over and over again. And that's not, I don't like when he says that and blah, blah, blah. I can hear some people saying that. But really, it's more of a tool to, it, it, this is how I perceive when he says certain things over and over again. This is how I look at it. It's more of a tool for us to use to empower ourselves to do better. Because now we've got the knowledge, we can put it to work. Like the things that he talks about, you don't have to just take his word for it. Go out and see for yourself. And you'll come back and be like, oh my God, that's what that was. All these years, I thought it was this, but oh my goodness, my eyes are open. Just let yourself be receptive. Don't throw away the things that he says that you aren't comfortable with. You know, my thing is, I like for people to talk to me um, with reason. And I like for them to say things directed towards me that is going to help me constructively. I don't like listening to people criticize and saying this and that and pointing fingers. And I don't like that. I don't like that kind of delivery. Some people like it. Some people change for the positive with that kind of delivery. For me, I'm not receptive to it at all. When it comes to anything dealing with control or anything like that, I am not receptive to that because I see control as a negativity and that started off at an early age. Now, if I were to gather how people do things and the control wasn't such an issue for me, then I could understand the position a person is in when they're coming to me, like a, a guy was coming to me for a date and he's a protector. And I would kind of see it like as, you know, you're controlling me. I was, I'm going to say this really quickly and I'm going to let you guys go. I was watching an episode um, yesterday of one of the 90 a day fiance shows and there was a guy on there that was dating an older lady. He came back to the United States with her and he was Muslim. But she's not Muslim. He respected that. And he understood that she wasn't going to be Muslim. She's an American woman and she's older at that. So she had a man come to the house to take care of the plumbing. She got a bidet put into her, into her toilet or something like that or whatever. And so she answered the door, let the man in, went back to where, you know, to the bathroom with the man and stood there and was talking to him. And so her boyfriend came in and he was like, what are you doing? And she was like, well, I'm trying to get a bidet for you. I want, you know, I want you to be comfortable here and everything. So he was like, well, I'm a Muslim man. And for Muslims, it's not, it's not, um... It's not a part of their lifestyle for men and women to converse like that so freely. And so she was like, I'm sitting here trying to get you, you know, a bidet. And you're, I kind of feel like you're getting down my throat because of your lifestyle and your religion. And as I'm an American woman, I don't go by those standards. 
I'm not doing anything wrong, but what I'm doing is trying to help you become comfortable with living here in America. Because I know you can't just live here under full American standards. So let's bring some of your culture, not really your culture, but some of your habits and some of the things that you do over there. Let's make it a part of your life here in America, which is, you know, really easy to do. So he explained to her very calmly, he said, but you're with a Muslim man and I'm used to doing things the way I've always been doing them. And so, you know, with her being older, she got kind of frustrated and agitated, didn't really have the patience with him to help him understand and realize. And hopefully later on they'll have a conversation. But you know, with a lot of these reality shows, they like for the couples to have fights and have disturbances and things and turmoil. So I hope behind the scenes they get together and say, well, let's come to a compromise and where a man's part is in a in a woman's life is he's the protector. He's the one that's supposed to make sure that she's okay, that she doesn't want for anything. That's why men died sooner than women, you know, way back in the day. Um, this camera's shaking because I keep hitting the hitting the words sitting on, so it's, it shakes. So you have to, some women have to understand that, you know, just because you can get a job and you can pay your bills, you bought yourself a house, you got a nice car, you have a nice circle of friends, you have, you know, you're living in a really nice neighborhood, you've got everything going for yourself, and then you have a man come into your life. And even though he's younger, you have to understand that a lot of these European men are not they don't have an, the American mind, you know, um, not saying that they're better, but they live their lives a lot faster in Europe than they do here in the United States, in my opinion, I think. Um, but it's not a, it's not a, I guess I shouldn't compare a younger guy in the United States versus a younger guy because men are men no matter where you go. But he was just trying to be protective of her, and I think kind of dominate her in a way because that culture doesn't really, I don't want to be, I don't want to stereotype it, but it's not common for men and women to be friends in that, in, you know, in the Muslim religion. They don't do, they don't play with that. And I'm not Muslim, but I fully believe that women and men who are married should not be like around people that are single all the time. Like it's okay to have a friend, you know, you go out to coffee with a group of your friends and one of them happens, one or two of them happens to be single or, you know, you're a married woman and you go out with your friends from college and a couple of them are single. That's okay. But to have a best friend or constantly hang out with somebody that's not married, that's not a good thing. And then to be around other people other than your spouse or your partner all the time is not good. Your partner or your spouse should be the main person that you're with. Excuse me, all the time because you're living this life together. You're supposed to be with each other um, as often as possible. Now, sometimes you need some time away from each other and you need a break or whatever. And that's when your friends come in. That's when you go and do things with them. And you gather friends that are 
um, understanding and that know, hey, your partner or your spouse comes first. I don't, what I want to do with you, I'm not going to make you feel bad. I'm not going to make you feel like, oh, man, you need to get rid of him because he don't understand. My needs are more important than his. That's not how that shit works. You have a partner. You have a spouse for a reason. You have your friends over here. They're not your partner or a spouse for a reason. So I would never put any friend above my man. Will never happen. So I think that in a lot of ways, women have to understand that. They have to understand that it's not that we don't need men. It's just that it's become easier. I keep saying easier and it's not easy. It's not easy being single and raising kids by yourself. It's not fucking easy. Um, but it's doable. It is doable. I've said this before in another episode. It's very doable to be a single parent and to do things on your own and to live alone. Very doable because, you know, women at any age can always get sex. But is it going to be safe sex? Is it going to be somebody that cares about you? Is it going to be somebody that's in love with you? Is it going to be somebody that you would want to partner up with? Is it going to be somebody that won't give you a sexually transmitted disease, you know? Those are all the questions that we have to ask ourselves no matter what age we are. And it seems like the older people get, they don't think that it is possible for them to get, you know, have all these issues that young people have. It's not a young person issue. It's an issue amongst people in general because old people, you know, fools get old, dummies get old, pedophiles get old, rapists get old. You know, it's not you get to a certain age in your life and you just stop being an asshole. You people are assholes until the day they die and they could be a hundred years old and still be a fucking asshole. This is just the misconception um in our society that we believe that if you're really young or if you're really old that you there's nothing wrong with you but there are kids that can be taught really bad things and they could end up being murderers and god knows whatever else you know psychopaths and stuff a lot of that stuff starts when people are really young it doesn't just start when they become an adult that shit starts when they're young so you know, it's just, it's it's a lot in this world that we have to be careful with. A lot of things in this world that we have to be honest with ourselves with. Just be honest with yourself. I was thinking about this. I keep saying I'm going to let you guys go, but I keep thinking of more things. When I was younger, I used to think that... Um, if I did this, this, and this, and then everything would turn out, you know, with this result. And that's not how life works. You can try to be a good person. Sometimes you'll make mistakes. Sometimes you'll draw in people that you thought you had your eye out for them. Sometimes you'll miss those red flags. And... I think all in all, what we have to do is just do the best we can. If you feel pressure on you, you know, to do something or to be something, you need to take a step back and say, wait a minute, why am I feeling like this? Is it good for me? 
Is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Would God be pleased with me on that? And if your answer is no or you're confused, that is not God. That is not God. God wants us to be happy in every step of our lives. And so these people come to us so that we can have some peace. They give us wisdom. And it's up to us as to whether or not we're going to receive it. It's up to us whether or not we're going to help each other. It's up to us whether or not we're going to love each other. We have to make those decisions. It's not up to people on the outside to give this to us. A lot is given to us already so that we can have peace in our life, joy in our life, love in our life, unconditional. All this stuff comes under no conditions. And so if you continue to live your life and accept things for what they are and move on, man, there's nothing you can't accomplish. Not a fucking thing. As long as you concentrate on being a good fucking person. And also concentrate on getting rid of the system of white supremacy and replacing it with the system of justice. One more story, then I gotta let you guys go. I was texting with one of, one of my friends and she had a lot to say. And um, I was just like, I'm, I don't have time for this. I'm not really in the headspace for this right now. I'm gonna just kinda like put this down and wait until I'm ready to read it. So I took a deep breath. I read what she had to say and because I knew what it was going to be about. And with all this knowledge in my head, all this wisdom in my brain from uh, Mr. Neely Fuller Jr. swirling around in my head. And I'm thinking, how am I going to respond to this text? Because I want it to be something where it doesn't cause an argument. It doesn't cause confusion. And it gives this person some knowledge. So when I responded, I responded in one or two tweet, one or two, it wasn't a tweet, one or two texts. And um, so when they responded back to me, it was kind of something a little snarky. And then I responded back to them and I said, no, I said, we just need to replace the system of white supremacy with the system of justice. And they came back and said, you know what? Somebody in my life is doing that right now. And I was like, and they told me, they gave me the example of how they were doing it. And I was like, that's fucking dope. That is fucking dope. I didn't need a whole lot of how, when, what, where, why, who. I just needed to hear those words. Because I could have went deeper into it and been like, and that would have caused a whole lot of confusion because I would have been like, no, you got to do it like this. You got to do it like, and I'm not that type of person. I don't like doing things like that. I like to be able to make sure that people, that seed, I want to make sure that that seed is getting planted. The more we plant the seed in people to understand 
that black people are not a threat to them, that we want justice. And the more we say it, the more people are going to realize, you know what? They'll be able to say that, say to themselves without getting upset or getting defensive. You know what? Black people really do stay to their business. They really don't come and fuck with us. They really don't, you know, for many reasons we don't do it. But for the most part, white people can sit down and say to themselves, you know what? You know, black people are really fair. They really believe in justice, you know? And I think the more that we have these discussions with people and the more real we are with them, I think the more success we'll have in eradicating white supremacy. Because everybody deserves to have the best in life. Everybody deserves to live how they want to live. Everybody deserves to love who they want to love. Except for animals and children. Let's, let's not do that shit. That's... No, I'm not for that. But if we replace the system of if we replace the system of white supremacy with the system of justice, man, all of these problems in the world, the president of the United States being able to give all this money to the Ukraine without the American people's input in it, you know, the all this stuff going on in the world, these 10, 10 people that died for no reason in Buffalo, New York, and nobody is saying anything about this but they're still talking about will smith slapping chris rock people are talking about johnny depp's court case like what the fuck are you guys paying attention to what the president's doing over here like are you like are you seeing all these people you're passing by in the street that are homeless not all of these people you know deserve to be there like some people have fucked up so bad in life that they've burned every bridge and they're they're out there. But you the I would say probably about ninety-eight percent of the people that are on the street should not fucking be there. Two percent got themselves there and we gotta try to get programs and things like that so that we can get them off the street. There should be nobody on the street. But, um, yeah, that's a whole nother conversation for another day. But, yeah, I thought that was dope. So, as long as we plant that seed, it doesn't have to be a serious conversation all the time. But with my friends, they know, don't come at me with no ha-ha, kiki, and, and all that stuff. Because I don't, I'm deep. I'm deep when I talk. So, you got to take your time away from me. You got to have your break. And I, I got to, too. Because I need to give you your time to kiki and ha-ha. Well, I, I'm sitting up here thinking about how I'm going to solve certain things. How, what seeds I'm going to plant in this person. What seeds I'm going to plant in that person. What I need to do while I'm here on this earth. I got to make it worth something. I can't just sit here and make jokes and be funny and all this kind of stuff. You know, I like to have fun and I like to laugh. But for the most part... What kind of legacy do I want to leave? That's what I think about all the time. And I think about sometimes some of the things that I've said in some of my episodes and how loose I've gotten and how, you know, I've said certain things that were not really proper or with etiquette or with, you know, dignity and things like that. It's some, it's some things I've said that, you know, I could definitely say, 
mm, we need to redo that. We shouldn't have never said that shit. Oh my God, why in the world? So, you know, I, I, I got to rewind, go back. I don't regret ever calling people out in this fan base for being racist or being or practicing white supremacy. I don't, I don't regret that. That had needed to be said. People need to be called out for that. But for actually directly calling them white supremacists and racists and shit, that's not cool. I should have said suspected, and that would have made all the difference in the world. So, um, and people, you know, still would have been mad, but it is what it is. It's We're seeing the world as it is today, and nobody can deny that white supremacy runs everything all over the entire world. So... With that being said, I'm going to let you guys go. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting me. I appreciate you with all my heart. Um, I don't know what I would do without you guys, I swear. You you keep me going. You give me life. You make sure that I stay on my P's and Q's. And I'm always wanting to please you, and I'm always wanting to give you more. I'm always wanting to help you look forward to getting up the next day and being happy to go to bed at night. I just want to make sure that you guys are going to be okay. I worry. I, I, you know, am concerned. I care about you. I love you all. I want to make sure everybody is going to be good. So take care.